Hi, everyone. We are the Gooders, people who do good. We help people dealing with life challenges and empower them to help others. Today, we are honored to host Mike Schindler, CEO of Operation Military Family and co-executive and producer on Hoka. Thank you so much for being with us, Mike. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm honored to be on. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by CirclesApp.com, the go-to place for life challenges like grief, divorce, cancer, veterans, etc. In every episode, we speak with an inspiring person who moderates an audio chat room for people dealing with this, the same life challenge. We will tell their story and the story of the members of their group. Today's, in today's episode, we will focus on veterans. In the United States, there are 18 million veterans. And just to share with you some of their feelings, that, uh, that no one understands what they went through. And everyone kept on moving with their life while they were out there for us. Often, they are fighting their internal battle when coming back. And they have no sense of who they are. So with that, I want to uh, open the mic for you. And, uh, Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And please... Do feel free to 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 uh, uh, talk about what I just mentioned. The feelings. Sure, we would love to hear your story. Sure. Yeah. Well, it, it's you know it's interesting when you mention um, not really understanding who they are and you know fighting the battles when you know life is going on for everybody else, right? Because you're right that you know fewer than one percent of our population in the United States serves on active duty, and and so that's less than seven percent who have ever served in uniform. So they've done something that 93% of Americans have not, right? Which is stand in the gap. And when you have that percentage of people, 93% of the people that really don't understand what it means to sacrifice for something bigger than themselves, it does put pressure on those who do serve. And so when they get out there, that misunderstanding of, well, who am I now that the uniform's off? And, and what am I supposed to do now that the uniform's off? And, you know, what's the point? Uh, oftentimes. And that's the internal and external battle. Um, it's something that I went through when I got out of the service, you know, you know, third generation Navy serving on a great team in the Navy, uh, getting out. Um, I mean, I speed dated, I joke, I speed dated through 14 jobs when I got out. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, you know, people would tell me you're going to be really good at this. And I'd be like, okay, I believe them. Right. Because, you know, the military is really good at telling you, hey, you know what, you need to do this or you need to be really good at this. And you'd be like, OK, I'll be really good at that. Uh, and you, you do it for a higher purpose in the military. Right. That was to save the world from bad people. That's why you did it. So it didn't matter what you did. But then when you get out, suddenly it's like, wait a second, I don't have to do that. Like, I don't really enjoy doing this. So I don't have to do it anymore. Right. And they're like, no, you can quit. And so I got really good at sampling different industries, finding out what I really enjoyed. And that's how I developed that self-discovery. And, and that's that's what we took into the marketplace through our, our nonprofit, uh, Operation Military Family, was getting guys to really understand their true mission, purpose, identity. We, w- we want them, when that uniform comes off, we go deep. And what does it mean to have your best uh, year, personally and professionally? What does that mean? What does it mean spiritually? What does it mean emotionally, physically, relationally, financially? What does it mean to have your best year? And a lot of people have never put thought behind that. 
and we wanted to put thought behind that and and it's uh you know over 10,000 people helped wow so, yeah that's yeah. a lot of people can you can you go back uh, to a moment where you realized that coming back or being a veteran it's it's different than the the next the next guy yeah yeah sure you know i i remember i mean when i got off ship uh i was in guam i i uh you know i have orders i'm i'm done and uh heading back to the states and going into um a different program that the navy's paying for and and uh i get to the college and i realize that number one i'm older right than most of the you know freshman students and my 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 world view is different because i've been around the world right <laughs> i mean you know Uh, yeah. I've been to different cultures I've seen different things i've 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 experienced you know I, I mean I've experienced a whole lifetime whereas m- many of these other you know kids are just a couple years younger than me and maybe even some that were the same age had not ever experienced you know they lived in the comfort of you know the worst thing happening is maybe a speeding ticket right so i I realized you know I'm they don't get it they don't You know there's something bigger here there's something much bigger here and uh, for me that was a struggle yeah so you know personal experience for me when I got out uh, you know I got out when I was in Guam I was getting ready to ship out uh, back over to the state side and um, you know go to college that was part of the program and uh, you know I'm taking off my uniform putting on civilian clothes and but my so my external self, look like everybody else but my internal self was so different right I had traveled the world I'd seen things that other people had not seen I'd had different experiences that our other people had not and so I'm in an environment where I look like everybody else but my experience is so different right and when you hear the word veteran in the United States there's a perception that veterans are you know, guys that are with gray hair and wear the funny hats, right? Because they're part of the BFW or, I mean, that's, you know, that's what they think of veteran. They don't think female. They don't think young guys. They don't think that really. Yeah. It's, it's so, you know, I'm in this environment where I'm, you know, maybe a couple years uh, older than the average college student, but the things that shake them wouldn't shake me. Right. So I kind of felt out of place. Right. I felt, You know, like, ah, I don't know how I can relate to anybody. So while I might have had external community, I didn't have really internal community. I didn't have a, a trusted circle, so to speak. I didn't yeah. have, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I think you get it. So that's what prompted me um, to speed date through jobs because I realized really quick that, boy, there's people here I don't like. There's people here I can't trust. There's right. I mean, I had this filter uh, and it, it, um, When I got out of the startup industry, uh, I was fortunate enough that um, that we had a little runway and that's why we started our nonprofit, which was to solely focus on mission purpose identity you know get guys to really understand and create this trusted circle we do uh, now every every Tuesday we host an event it's for men it's the fellowship of the Brotherhood we call it the Holy Smokes Club where guys come they have cigars they drink their whiskey or their wine and we feed them steak and you know, We got a couple good we got a couple rabbis or uh, that show up and you know obviously you know they love the steak uh, but you know they don't eat the bacon so you know we have a good time um, but we created that circle uh, for that reason 
So that's actually, that's totally resonates. I think it really makes a difference. Like when you're people that serve a higher cause, they have like a different perception of reality of the world. And I think it also, it has, it's like qualities. Like for example, you're kind of like, you're nothing is really, really, really like alarming and terrible. Like you have a, like you have a perspective of, of like bigger things and that there's something also coming in that, in that sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, in that though is opportunity. You know, there's, it's opportunity for us, those of us who have served, whether, you know, male, female, those of us, uh, who have served, we can lead others through it. Right. Through, so when, you know, the difficult times happen, when the, you know, the uncertainty, what's the world, you know, they looked at, you know, there was a poll that was done, you know, more than 66% of the people feel uncertain, close to 80% of people are a little worried and anxious, right? You know, is there, are we going to face wars? Are we going to have outbreaks of wars? You know, what's going to happen? Um, and I, it's interesting for me is, you know, I, I'm at an event uh, this week. Uh, the military influencer event, a lot of uh, amazing individuals here. And some of them were joking about, well, you know, I think by Christmas will be a war. And they just said it so nonchalant, yeah. right? Like, okay, well, you know, it, it, it'll probably happen. And I'm like, I'm not even paying attention, right? So some people could accuse me. It's like, well, you're being kind of, you know, you're not, you need to pay attention. And I'm like, well, I can't change it. All I can do is when it happens, then I'll respond. Yeah. But until then, right? I mean, that's the war zone mentality. I mean, you guys get it when you're there, you know, Israel, you know, every day is a new day, right? You know, will there be attacks? You don't know, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be ready. And that's a different mindset. And I don't think most of the population is ready for that mindset because we understand there's two types of plans. There's plans that might work and there's plans that don't work. And you have to adapt. So, um, yeah, but like, I, I want to take it to the next level. I think that's not a lot of people, like there are a lot of veterans, obviously we just sent yeah, 8 million, but not, not a lot of people kind of like turn their life based on uh, a challenging experience like you described and, yeah. and, 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 and take it to the next level and helping other people. So you've been helping, you mentioned, I think more than 10,000 people, so yeah. 10, I would say 10,000 lives that will change uh, uh, the organization and you and your team, obviously. And I wanted to ask you to, uh, if you can tell us like, stories of two people that pops in mind that you can tell a little bit about what the world, their mental challenges or yeah. what they're they facing. And, um, and yeah, yeah. I, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll not tell you the real names, but um, I'll tell you their story. Uh, one individual, I'm going to call him Mike. He, uh, he reached out, he'd read my first book, actually his wife had got him my first book and he started reading the book and, uh, he was bold enough just to reach out. Right. And he, he found me online and he reached out and he made a phone call and he was shocked that I called back. Um, Marine, uh, he got out and he was just floundering. You know, he wasn't happy in his marriage. He wasn't happy. He was drinking way too much. Um, he had lost that sense of team, um, that trusted environment. I think that, you know, many of us go through yeah. and, you know, when he would try to, uh, share his experience with others that had never served, they didn't get it. 
right? They just don't get it because they don't go deep in those relationships. And uh, so we met over coffee and I would just give him these little micro step wins. Like, okay, before you drink a beer, I want you to have two glasses of water, right? <laughs> you know, just small stuff, right? That, yeah. you know, and oh, and then he'd come back and he'd report back. He goes, you know what? That really worked. You know, I, I travel so much and I just saddle up to the bar and I'd order a couple of beers before you know it, I'm a six pack. Wow. He goes, but you know, here I tried your, just that little thing, Mike, of just having two glasses of water before I have a beer. And I'm done. I'm I'm okay after a beer. And so then wow. he started working out. I'm like, well, tomorrow I want you to just kind of work out. I want you, you know, and work out 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, you know, just do that. Just start there. Yeah. And so he started losing weight. And I just, it was really that mentorship that oftentimes we, we look for. Yeah. Right? That's yes. a great story. Can you tell me, like, can you tell me another story, like another person that you can think oh, of? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's another individual, I'll call him Aaron. He, um, you know, another Marine, he, same experience. He had a bad experience in the Marine Corps, uh, was really struggling with that identity piece, was drinking just a ton, an absolute ton. We, we'd, uh, a friend of mine would do uh, just unannounced bed checks on him just to be sure that he hadn't, you know, checked out to the other side. And, and, um, and we met. And we found out that he loved cooking. He just loved to cook. And uh, he loved machinery too, like making knives, right? And and so uh, over dinner, he cooked his dinner. We sat down with him. And again, I just, those micro steps, which was, you know, how, how do you not drink as much? And how do we get you focused back on, on something that you're really excited about? And so we invited him to our treehouse. Uh, our circle of men, our fellowship of brotherhood. And uh, we said, well, great. If you love cooking, you can cook. And he just embraced it. He just embraced it. He's like, man, I can't believe I get to cook for the guys, right? And, you know, the first couple times were a little patchy and rough uh, because he would drink a ton. And, but there was other guys around him that just came around him and said, listen, we love you. Uh, we love you so much, you know, probably back off the drinking a little bit. And then we got him into the machinery side. And he enrolled in college and he's now uh, drinking less. He's working on machinery. We're talking about a business idea with him. That's the stuff that we do. We do that because we know that the people who um, are here, uh, who have served this country are important to invest in. It's so critical that we invest in them. Wow. That's amazing story. Like literally lives change. And uh, that's for me, it's, it's super exciting to hear that because I'm su super excited about fellow human being helping out a fellow human yeah. being and being there being there we are building support systems and that's basically what we are we are missing in the world support system like the support system that you guys built it's amazing mike i wanna we're kind of like time uh we are out of time but i really want to thank you thank you first of all for you the work that you're doing and thank you for sharing your story and i'm confident that people will hear your stories uh your story and the the people the people that you mentioned, the veterans that you mentioned, uh, uh, they will find relief and they will yeah. know that there is hope. And there are people out there. You don't have to be lonely. We are out there and we are out there for you. So just reach out and uh, we'll be there. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's an honor. And uh, just to say that November 11th, we are doing a full day supporting veterans online, um, you know, opening rooms just to support veterans. And uh, for them to be together and support, help, other, help others and get help. 
I so, love it. Uh, thank you for being part of that as well, Mike. Um, yeah, truly an honor. Yeah, thank you for having me.